name's Grace. Brandon Morse. Right, nice, nice to, to meet, meet you. you. All right, so um, I just want to have a conversation about all things in high school that are regarding to this new movement of wokeness and liberal ideologies. Yeah. So um, last year in my junior year, we were introduced in my AP literature class to the book Othello. Right. Which is classic. Quite, yeah, it's a classic. It's classic. written by Shakespeare. It seems like it'd be well and fine in the class. Yeah. Um, but so obviously there are underlying hints of racism and sexism in Othello. Mm -hmm. But instead of focusing on the literary devices and motifs um, in the book, they um, my teacher decided to focus on um, the racism, the sexism, right. any woke ideology she could quietly push. Right. Um, so it sounds to me like she's trying to create a lens for you, um, for you to view everything through. So there is this woman named Anita Sarkeesian. Uh, back in about, I think, 2014, 2015, she was up on stage, and she is a radical feminist. And she was talking about how she is a culture critic sees everything as sexist, everything as racist, and you have to point it all out, according to her. Um, this creates a huge division between you and the world in terms of how you perceive it. You only, they want, it sounds like to me, that they are trying to get you to perceive it in such a way that everything is evil and must be fixed, and it must be fixed via their ideology, right? Everything has to go through that filter now. So you no longer just have, hey, Shakespeare's a really great author. He's done some really great stuff. Uh, his storytelling is, you know, iconic. And here's why. Here's, here's the technical reason why. Here's the, you know, the emotional reason why. No, it's racist and sexist and it must be fixed, which is also a huge problem in our culture right now. They want to take everything that we have and, and, and established, whether it's, you know, Star Wars, you know, Shakespeare, whether it's, I, I don't know, Barbie. You yeah. know, and they want to make it seem like it has to be transformed for modern audiences. But the only way that they can transform it for modern audiences is if y'all buy it. And in order for y'all to buy it, y'all have to perceive the world the same way that they perceive it. One hundred percent. And it's it's really funny that you mentioned lenses because in this exact same AP literature class, we actually did an assignment where we had to focus on a book by Shakespeare, and we had to write through a different lens. The I can't remember all the names for the lenses that we had to write through, um, the perspectives. They literally called it lenses? Yes, it was the, <laughs> the feminist lens, the Marcus, uh, the Marxist lens. Wow! Um, that's the only, the only two I can remember, but um, those are apparently like widely known lenses and perspectives that people um, perceive literature, and we had to go into detail about how something is overly feminist and why like the background on in feminism the background in marxism even it's teaching marxism to students like it's it's readily normalized and i think it's actually a really big problem it's very problematic to like categorize people um and compare them to these um very like archetypal people um whereas we we really should be endorsing like a very like interdisciplinary perspective when it comes to analyzing literature we shouldn't be um we shouldn't be assigning certain labels to people what yeah and, and it's funny that you mentioned the labels thing because i think that's exactly what they want you to think in terms of they want you to put people in boxes they want you to put events in boxes they want you to put everything that you interact with in a box which is sad like what's what's your favorite movie maybe hidden figures hidden figures here's what's yours oh uh maybe Step Brothers. step there's so many. Or well the Divergent done. series. 
I mean, oh, okay. I mean, I like the Maze Runner type stuff, too. Right. Yeah. No, it's awesome. But Hidden Figures is actually, it, like, features, like, three um, African-American black women. Yeah. African- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it very much focuses on their race and how that had inhibited inhibited them throughout their careers. Um, not so much on their accomplishments, I felt. Um, like, in retrospect, it wasn't really so much what they accomplished. It was more about what they accomplished because of their race. Right. Which, I, you know, I can, especially for that time period, it was a grand accomplishment, you know, and, I'm, and, and it's an awesome movie. People should watch it. But they, you know, you, you watch that movie or you watch your movie and they want you to see it through. Now, given yours is a little more on the nose because yeah. that's how they want. That, that's what the movie revolves around. You said the Divergent series, you know, um, or the Step Brothers, you know, they want you to go through that and see like, well, that's a very sexist phrase. That, that should not be in this movie. This needs to be fixed right away. We can't have this anymore. Um, you know, I love The Lord of the Rings. I'm a big nerd. All right, big nerd. Um, and you saw what Amazon did to it. You know, they went through and they changed up various parts of the story in order to make it very feminist. Yeah. It's very, it's very you know, girl power heavy. Now, there's nothing wrong with girl power at all. Please don't beat me up, ladies. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, there's... There comes a point where it just start stops being about a story and a character arc and a learning experience for them and you know this this development over time in a world and it starts becoming about a message a message that they are trying to normalize in your brain and your brain and everybody's brain so that whenever they perceive anything if it goes against that message it's suddenly a bad thing um, there was a there's various movies out there that I feel like utilize uh, you know sexism or racism and stuff like Blazing Saddles have you ever heard of that movie Blazing Saddles no I haven't don't watch it yet wait wait until you're older but Blazing Saddles was a movie that was made back in I think the 70s and it was a comedy it was one it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen and it it had a lot of racism in it as a way to highlight how dumb racism is you know um and I think that there are a lot of stories out there that are just like that. It'll it'll utilize what I would say is a is a faux pas, you know, or or you know a um, a human failing. Mm-hmm. It will utilize it in order to show you how dumb and destructive that failing is. When you can't have those failings in a movie or a story of any kind, how are you going to learn from it? How are you going to learn from example? How are you going to grow in your mind, you know, like think your thought processes in your mind to develop an opinion or, or learn how dumb something is or how bad of an idea it is if you don't see it in front of you? Yeah. You know? And kind of like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay, well, kind of backpacking off of what you guys are saying, um, last night in our hotel room, me and Maya were actually watching this show called Ginny and Georgia. I was just thinking about that in my head. Very, very popular show right now. The English teacher painted as painted to be a monster yeah he's he's a white male obviously that's that's like the token uh, antagonist and um, there's the student who um, characterizes him as being racist and he's painted as the villain throughout the story there are also lots of underlying within the relationships between the main characters there's lots of underlying um, racism but it's not like outward racism it's more of um, the main character shutting racism down and kind of uh, making people like putting people down for their um, uh, what they say and um, how it's triggering and um, 
So yeah, and I see that honestly, not just in the show Ginny and Georgia, but in every single new show or even a little bit older um, shows on Netflix, you will see this. It's almost like in order to be put out on Netflix, these shows have to contain some woke or liberal ideology. Yes. Yeah, no, they that is by design. They, This is a process called normalization. Yes. Um, this is pretty much your world now. Now, I wasn't born into the same world you were in. I, I had shows that had no political affiliation to them when they were made. You know, I was off watching, you know, Power Rangers when I was a kid, you know, um, Thundercats and that kind of stuff. Now, you know, they will release shows specifically geared to normalize a specific thought process in your brain. Uh, you know, you, you brought up the, the term triggering just a second ago. We didn't have that term when I was a kid. When I was a kid, you know, if something happened to you that made you mad, your parents would turn to you and say, sticks and stones. Mm -hmm. You know, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. You're, you were designed to get over it, you know, or argue back. Um, which is not something that happens nowadays. You know, they don't want you to argue back. They want you to shut down. They want you to get angry. They want you to get emotional. They don't want you to think, you know. It's triggering. If somebody, you know, goes up against this uh, uh, standard thing, this standard attitude that they put into the system, you must react emotionally and shut it down and, and you know, cancel whoever did it. Exactly. Sad. It's sad. Thinking is more powerful than reacting emotionally ever will be. Right. That wokeness, I think, I think that wokeness, like, manifests itself in so many ways in our society, whether it's, like, through entertainment whether it's on a college campus, um, you name it, I think there's like some division that was sparked by like, like some like agenda that's trying to be pushed. And I think that's, that's very problematic for our generation. They're trying to change thought process. Yes. They're starting it in schools. Like I mentioned with my um, class in junior year, they're starting it um, young now and not just in college, which is really scary because kids no, no longer go into college with their own ideas and come out maybe a little bit tainted from college, but they're immediately being broken down. Yeah, so. it's not how to think, it's what to think. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. From all of us at the Unity Project, thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope to continue producing content that amplifies voices, strategies, and resources. Please keep in mind that the Unity Project is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that relies on the contributions of our generous supporters to fuel the work we do in this movement. If you value our efforts, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution today by visiting our website at www.unityproject.com and clicking the donate button. We very much appreciate your continued support and confidence, without which our work wouldn't be possible.